The Spanish Announce Table. You have found Pro Wrestling's best podcast. It is the 443rd episode here of the Spanish Announce Table. I'm Tim, and that's Tom. And we are going to talk a lot about pro wrestling tonight. We are very excited to talk about AEW Dynamite, uh, AEW in general, because we love AEW. We have some WWE to talk about through Tweet the Table, which reminds me to tell you, get on your Twitter, follow us at Table Show, and use hashtag Tweet the Table while it exists. And then uh, we're going to talk about uh, some things that happened in history uh on this day in pro wrestling history, because we like to hop in the Spanish announce time machine and have some fun. But Tom, what's new with Tom, man? How you feeling? You look, you excited? You happy to be here? You look about as excited as Hook here. I'm good. Yeah, right there. Uh, yeah, right. I'm good. Um, that is interesting. Have you got on uh, uh, Threads yet? Are you uh, are you a not threader? on a personal account yet? But the Spanish announce account, we're posting every day, posting content to the Threads, which you can follow us on at Spanish Announce Podcast, same as Instagram. Uh, and follow us on threads and you can see all of our news and our on this day, uh, content and then whatever else Tom, uh, likes to, you know, live thread. I haven't worked that out yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing is, so I was doing it last night. I was doing both on threads and Twitter because Twitter is still consistent. Yeah. You gotta go back and forth, Um, back and forth. Yeah. Like it's work now. Well, but there's... (laughs) So Threads needs a little bit of uh, explanation. Someone, maybe Zuckerberg, I don't know. Someone needs to be like, so hashtags are a thing. Or they're not. Like, because I use it, but it doesn't like, I don't highlight. I think they are, like, right. Like, exactly. Yeah, and so, so, look, I'm not saying Twitter was the greatest thing in the world. However, Correct. I am saying Not hashtags, all of the functionality is there. Yeah, but, yes, on Threads. But hashtags are very useful because if you're saying there's breaking news on X, yes. instead of scrolling and just trying, you have to click it and there you Not go. Not for nothing. They were integral to the Twitter experience, right? Oh, 100%, uh, now, yeah. maybe that's a choice. Maybe they're like, listen, we can't copy it too much or else we get in trouble, right? Now, that said, if we were to say jump to Threads and never go on Twitter and we wanted fans to use a version of hashtag Tweet the Table, Still doing it, I think, would allow somebody to at least scan mm-hmm. in other methods, right? But it's nice in Twitter, right? You can just select that hashtag and literally pull up all of those hashtags that have come from the history of Everdom on Twitter, which is nice. Yeah, maybe they use like a like a, a asterisk, right? That you put mm-hmm. an asterisk and then whatever yeah. the word, like yeah. so it's not a not an actual yeah. hashtag. But Facebook actually has hashtags, so you would think Threads were because it's the same company. Yeah. Uh, what facebook has facebook hashtags. does have hashtags that you can use in that so manner. you correct right? so you would yes. think right so it's not like you stole that yeah again sele- hyperlinking any characters is nothing like twitter didn't have a you know trademark on that right like that mm-hmm. wasn't anything unique right you can hyperlink any fucking thing you want so uh interesting yeah but anyway that's all to say join us on any social media you like we're on all of them if you have any questions go to spanishannouncetable.net and all the links are there uh at spanishannouncetable.net too you can subscribe you can say no thanks or you can subscribe it's completely free and that helps us out and you get all of our daily content delivered directly to you daily so you don't forget about Mm -hmm. us and speaking of not forget about us tom have you looked at the live YouTube chat lately. I'm looking at it right now. Man, we got man, there's a whole bunch. We got Justin Floor, we got the Mask Mauler, we got Jeffrey Sills. Yeah. All of them are uh, contributing and talking amongst themselves and obviously we'll hit on some of their topics. Uh Mask Mauler, I did want to mention, RIP to Mansoor. Mm-hmm. He uh, unfortunately Mantar. passed away. Or excuse me, yeah, Mantar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
One thing that I would like to say, though, from uh, you had mentioned the Spanish announce table, uh, uh, the news, uh, Substack, yeah, and the news that you have. Um, For longtime listeners, I would just like to take this victory lap and to pat myself on the back as much as I would like, because as your second story of today's news, Fox said, SmackDown isn't sports, it's entertainment. And wow, isn't that something? Isn't that isn't something? Isn't that something? Yeah. That that the powers that be that run the programming uh-huh. categorize it not as sports. Fox Sports. <laughs> yeah. Named it entertainment. Interesting. Yeah, very isn't interesting. It? it is interesting. Um, yeah, Justin Floor says putting the kids down, but I'm here, gents. That's great because we're going to talk to Justin Floor a little bit more in depth later because he's got a fun question that we're going to talk about using hashtag right. tweet the table that we mentioned earlier. Uh, Jeffrey Sill says, What up, guys? Shout out to the best tag team since the Bang Bang Gang. By the way, did y'all see that match with Bullet Club Gold? Uh, FTR is that what they're saying here? Yeah, you're right, mm-hmm. right. Best match of the mm-hmm. week, right? Uh, I oh, agree. yeah, oh, yeah, man. We got a lot of AW to talk about, right? So, yes, join us live when we do this show. Without fail, every week, kind of, at 7.30 precisely-ish, 15.45, somewhere in there, right? Stay tuned one to those social medias, zone. right? Yeah, the one true time zone, central time zone. That's why it's important you stay tuned to one or more social medias or subscribe at Substack because you will get notified of when we're going live and when we're not. But you can always download the podcast later. So, Tom, Tom, the question then remains... Uh, unless you've got anything else to discuss, are you ready to go? God, I listened to the <laughs> shit out of that song after last week's episode. Right. I really did because it just hit Spotify me. numbers just, jump. It just hit me right in the heart. Yeah, back in time. You're out there like doing your workout. You're like fucking. Oh, getting a little further on them deep knee bends, right? Yeah. Oh, I picked up the dog and we were dancing. You know, I was doing the dog dance. Everything. It was back in time. Yeah. Back in time. <laughs> Huey Lewis. I tell you what, man. What a that that guy here just side note here before we get into it but like that guy the just hey i'm a white dude who just sings some music it doesn't feel like that exists anymore right like everyone is like i am a dancer i'm like maybe ed sheeran but like that's a stretch because even him he plays the music and does the rapping and stuff um anyhow but yeah let's do it let's go let's go yeah that's good yeah shout out use the social media tell us if you got an example of somebody that tom is um is looking for Jeffrey Sill says still can't hear that song. Back in time, I don't know. Here, yeah, I should hear it on the show. Let me check it look right now. I tell you what, I can look right now and see if you guys can hear it or not. No, you keep doing it. I, yeah. I, I got the uh, YouTube look, right here. I, I got can... it right here. Look, let's see if this is better now. Check this out. Back in time. How about that? How about that? I bet it's working now. Somebody tells in the chat, I know there's a little bit of a delay, but we'll move on and we'll fix it later if it's not working yeah, anyway. Mm. But Tom, this is when we hop in the Spanish announced time machine and find out what happened in pro wrestling, right? We like to talk about the next week coming up so that you're armed with information that you can look like the cool person in the room by knowing a fun fact about the day uh, related to pro wrestling. So, Tom, are you ready? You ready? You ready? He's still hanging out over there. I am ready. No, I was right, tr- right, trying right. to check it. So anyhow, <laughs> yeah. let's keep it moving. I think, it, I think it, yeah, he's got it. There it is. All right, there he's it is. Got it. All right. There so was a setting go. off. They're correct. They could not hear it. It happens. Not that they were it lying happens. to us, but you know. Yeah. Maybe they were. 
maybe they were. Well, it could be a special thing. Well, we, listen, work, we work in technology. Yeah, and listen, if they're happen. late to the party, Back in time. they ought to get it a few more times, right? Everybody's there. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see what happened. July 17th, 2006. At TNA Impact Tapings in Orlando, Florida. Petey Williams. I hate you. (laughs) I already hate you. Oh, my God. Just keep it going. Petey Williams defeated Johnny Devine, Shark Boy, and Sanjay Dutt in a four-way match. BG James, Kip James, and Eric Young defeated A1, Chris Harris, and James Storm in a six-person tag match. Samoa Joe and Rhino wrestled to a no-contest draw. Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens defeated Frankie Kazarian and Matt Bentley. Remember those names? Well, Kazarian, yeah. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> Jay Lethal lost an NWA World Heavyweight Championship match against which wrestler? You love this guy. I, I don't. The it's Jeff Jarrett. Yellow hair. It is Jeff Jarrett, right? Uh, Mass Mahler here in the chat says he hated Shark Boy. Uh, um, Shark Boy was fun. I like Shark Boy a lot. I liked this time in TNA, sans Jeff Jarrett, right? Uh, well, a little later than this. Yeah, just a touch because, like, when Rhino went over there, he was the top guy, and it's like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel maybe more like when did they get on Spike? That's really like I said when I really was honing in. That was when Kurt Angle went over there and all of that. I think but like I will really, say so that was more like seven eight right yeah two thousand seven I will say I will say when Christian Cage was over in TNA man he killed it he was really good so yeah anyhow fucking Jeff Jarrett way to go Tim way to fucking go knocked it out of the way for you so we can move on right now you're gonna have what a smoother ride as we go what on. Do we time? <laughs> yeah there you go now I'm in a good mood whatever huh? yeah. Jeff Jarrett who whatever Jeffrey right, Todd is go. in the chat also here he says who likes Shark Boy. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, and Justin Flores says Shark Boy was from MTV True Life. I didn't realize that. That's fun. All right, let's go on. Let's see what happened. July eighteenth, two thousand twenty-two. We're going back one year, Tom. <laughs> Fuck, that could be. A- <laughs> I would have rather you said like eighty-six or something. I don't know what the fuck happened. I know that's year. why I was like, he's going to know less about this. WWE Raw was held in Tampa, Florida. Bianca Belair. <laughs> this is fun. This is a trip. Way. <laughs> Bianca Belair retained the Raw Women's Championship in a match against Carmella. Akira Tozawa defeated Tamina to win the 24-7 championship. After Tamina defeated Dewdrop to win the 24-7 championship. After Dewdrop defeated Alexa Bliss to win the 24-7 championship. After Alexa Bliss defeated Nikki A.S.H. to win the 24-7 championship. After Nikki A.S.H. defeated Akira Tozawa to win the 24-7 championship. After Akira Tozawa, it's hard keeping track of this list. After Akira Tozawa defeated which wrestler? To win the 24-7 championship. 
you motherfucker, you didn't put in another Jeff Jarrett. No, you? no, it is not Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> he was with WWE. Remember, I'm looking he was there for, for the day where there's five Jeff Jarretts, but it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Every day I get okay. close, like the Wordle. I'm almost like, ooh, almost there. <laughs> almost I'm going to say he defeated, mm-hmm. um, oh, but what was his name? The the uh, the the black dude that you know wore the, the suit, but he jumped around. You always forget this name. <laughs> well, what's his name? It's, it's oh, I don't know what your name talking about. It ain't him. <laughs> the, the black dude that was like the assistant to Carmella. Oh, oh, oh the... Reggie, but he played uh, scripts or something like that yeah, too. Yeah, that yeah. guy. No, great, no. great guess. Right, he did carry okay. it a lot, but it was Our not truth, him. Though. But Our you're truth. close. Nope, not our truth. No, you're close in thinking that like somebody that was associated with Reggie for a while. Carmella? It's Dana Brooke! <laughs> it's Dana Brooke! <laughs> Dana Brooke! It's Dana Brooke. How can you forget? Dana you Brooke. always forget this name. Yes! That title, the 24-7 title, man, that thing was one of the weirdest let's, things they've had, isn't it? I, oh, 100%. But let's one thing I'd like to do just because there are a million inside jokes over the last 10 years <laughs> yeah. that we've done this show. Yeah. For anyone who's more of a newer viewer on YouTube or listening on the podcast, uh we had a moment back when we were getting like what was 100 150 tweet the tables. We had a secondary yeah. show mm-hmm. where we just read tweet the tables of like I think the cap was we had 300 plus one week. Yeah. <laughs> we had like 3 We were a trending like, Yeah, we had a, we we were a trending topic at one time yeah. on Twitter. But there was a question that was asked to us about what did we think of the in-ring abilities of dana brooke and both tim and i were like (laughs) who the and we didn't have computers in front of us like we didn't have any way to look it up and we were just like who the fuck is dana brooke yeah yeah and so it just became a funny thing because we're like oh yeah dana brooke Brooke, of course course i know that person (laughs) yeah so anytime you know a tweet the table or someone in the chat mentions a wrestler that neither tim and i know most likely you're going to get a, oh, yeah, Dana Brooke. Oh, yeah, it's Dana, Dana Brooke, Brooke, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. if we're blanking on a name, it's Dana Brooke. But this was actually Dana Brooke. Um, man, they're done with the 24-7 title. Is that still a thing? Do they have that? I think so. Yes, because I remember this, actually, because it, it was a botch. Um, Nikki won the title, and Bailey and I think it was oh, EO yeah. Sky were walking behind her and she was supposed to throw it in the trash can, but she missed, which is even better if you yeah, think about right. it. And then they just kept going. So yeah. yeah, it's done. That's right. That's right. All right. Well then let's see what happened. On this day. July 19th, 1997. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. This is my wheelhouse. ECW Heat Wave 97 mm. was held in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is an easy one for you, by the way. Taz retained the World Television Championship against Lance Storm via submission. Okay. Terry Funk retained the ECW World Heavyweight title against Shane Douglas via disqualification when Francine would not stop biting Terry Funk's ears. That's Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was watching side note. Uh-huh. I was watching uh last week we did a um ECW back in my day and I ended up watching the episode and it was the debut of Francine. She came in as a fan and was like obsessed with Stevie Richards. Anyhow, it was pretty fucking cool. So uh continue. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. 
Um, I don't even know where it was. The Gangsters. Oh, the man. Gangsters won the ECW World Tag Team Titles in a steel cage match against the Dudley Boys with a Z. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The main event featured one of the most heated storylines in ECW history when the team of Rob Van Dam, Sabu, and Jerry the King Lawler defeated the Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, and which wrestler in that wrestler's final match ever? Dude, this was so fucking cool. Mm. If anyone hasn't seen the period of time when Jerry... So, obviously... People are going to remember when ECW invaded Raw and Sabu fell off the R and all of that kind of stuff. But then the reverse happened where Jerry Lawler came to ECW. If you haven't seen that, it is your duty as a pro wrestling fan to go watch that whole storyline the wrestler you're talking about though in like a fever dream because then he actually had a really fucking cool storyline with Shane Douglas Mm -hmm. and the triple threat Rick Rude right here. Look at this guy. Mm-hmm. Rick Rude. That guy was the guy. And man, he was so fucking cool. I just. Yeah, he was dude. so cool. So, and of course, he turns on Sandman and Dreamer, costing mm-hmm. them yep. the match. Uh, we, t- again, for the new folks, uh, which a lot are in the chat right now, my mom <clears throat> loves ravishing Rick Rude. When I tell the story that when I was younger, I would be watching wrestling and she would come in the room and be like, is that Ravishing Rick? And it would be whomever it is, right? Earthquake or something. She would be like, yeah. he ain't no Ravishing Rick. And she would just keep walking on. But sometimes it would be Ravishing Rick, and she wasn't going anywhere. And then I saw a photo of my mom and dad circa 1975. And my dad's got mustache. He's got some long hair. And I was just like, son of a bitch. Mom yeah. had a type. Mom had yep. a type. Now, dad did not have... The ravishing body. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give dad yeah. that. Right. Like, sorry, dad. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I got the genetics too. Don't know. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Thanks for that. But yeah, there, she there was, was ravishing Rick out. And this man, he was so cool. He was so cool. Then as a heel, right? Just the coolest guy in the room. And then early DX, he was the coolest. Um, oh yeah. ECW, he was the coolest. NWO, he was fucking cool, even though he didn't do much there, but. Yeah, actually, the coolest that one of the most interesting things that I think in pro wrestling that I don't think is talked about a lot is when he was in the early stages with DX, like Hunter and Triple H in China, and they're yeah. walking. He was also doing dates in ECW. So, like, if you go to the network, you could like this is one thing. Here you go. Here's a little nerd thing that mm-hmm. I like to do when I don't have time. I like to pick a week in pro wrestling during the Monday night wars and be like, who had the fucking best show that week? So I'll watch a nitro. I'll watch an ECW TV. And then I'll watch uh, um, a, a Monday night raw and be like, who was the fucking thing? Anyhow, if you pick that time period, a little after July, uh, he, Rick rude was with DX walking him down and all that stuff. And he didn't really do much, but he was still the fucking coolest guy with briefcase and everything. But then in ECW, he was in a storyline where he wanted to bang Francine. And so Shane Douglas was like, yep, if you'd be my mentor. And he's like, sure. And then so that happened. And then uh, Rick Rude was like, I'm going to take you to new heights that you've never been before. And he's like, okay. And he gave him challengers, 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 challengers. End up, he paid off Bam Bam Bigelow, his right-hand man, Shane Douglas's right-hand man, in the triple threat yep. to then beat Shane Douglas for the world championship. God bless it. That was fucking cool. And then he'd be back on Raw 
walking out with China. Yeah. Well, didn't he also do the like he was on Nitro and Raw on the same? Well, night? that like, was yeah. yeah. That was because yeah. of the Montreal screw job. He right. said, "Fuck this, I quit on the spot." They still taped that show. Then he shows up on Nitro. Yeah, Rick Rude, one of the coolest stories. Oh of yeah, all time. he was cool. He was awesome. uh, Mass Mahler says, "I don't think any Fed will be any better than ECW." Funk, RVD, Taz, Sabu, Balls, and Axel. I tell you what, I had this discussion kind of with myself, uh, but my wife was there and she doesn't give a shit, but I was just talking to her. It, the hardest She overhears thing, your ramblings well, no, to the ceiling. I talked to her, but she's, yeah, whatever, fucking, who cares? Right, right? Yeah. She's, like, she's not cataloging yeah. at all. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I was trying to think what I actually prefer more. There was a, like, 96 to 98 ECW or the first three years of AEW from the first episode of Dynamite to when Hangman, or excuse me, to when uh, CM Punk beats Hangman Page, like that time period versus the period when like Taz and barely legal to when then Taz lost the championship and went to WWE, that time period versus the AEW. Man, that's a, woo, God bless it. That's a, that's a fucking time period right. off right there. That's good. AW needs their fucking network so I can do the comparison. That anyway. would be cool. That would be cool. That, right. should, that should be some extra content I should do. If if they get uh, a fucking streaming network, well, I'll see which yeah. one's better. Right. Yeah. You just like line them all up. Yeah. All right. Well, let's continue our journey. Back in time. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you, you were going to say something there. Sorry. Yeah. Well, did you see what Max Mahler said? He no. said, I attended the last original ECW show Ooh. in New York. Wow. That's fucking cool. <laughs> I don't know. Can they hear that one? I got to see if they can hear that one, too. They couldn't hear the. Uh... Let me check and make sure they could hear that. They should be able to hear that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think they heard that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here we go. It's like a my own your own little Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right let's go and see what happened Ooh, this is a good one july 20th 1992 hmm. wwf taped three episodes of wwf superstars of wrestling in worcester massachusetts in typical fashion of the time the shows featured several wwf superstars defeating enhancement talent in mere minutes Three of those matches featured a superstar debuting a new gimmick for the first time, defeating Paul Van Dow, Jim Powers, and Tony Roy in three separate matches, all in less than three minutes. This superstar would be inducted eventually into the WWE Hall of Fame as this gimmick, before later being inducted a second time into the WWE Hall of Fame under his real name. Who are we talking about? 1992? Mm-hmm. Razor Ramon? It's Razor Ramon. It's Scott, yeah, Scott Hall is Razor Ramon. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. fucking cool. Speaking of cool, as we were earlier in the episode, he's so oh. damn awesome. Wasn't he? he was just the coolest guy in the room. I understand he had issues, and I'm sure he might have been a villain in some people's personal lives, hey. but like he was the coolest guy yeah, in the room, our, right? And on the screen, right? We don't know. The, yeah. That's, that's one thing that I always try to uh, you know differentiate is I don't know these people backstage. I don't work with them, so I only tell you what I see on the screen. Um, yeah, I tell you what, that was another thing. I think we had this conversation around the time that Scott Hall passed away, but I really think not kidding at all. I think Scott Hall is one of the top five best pro wrestlers of all time. If you go up again, if he goes up against, 
the giant or you know kevin nash or whatever or diesel and uh wwe he's bumping around like he's ray mysterio but then if he goes up against chris jericho or ray mysterio he's the big guy like a big show who's throwing people around and yucking them everywhere so i mean he's outstanding one yeah. i I and his working uh, punch was awesome. Love him. Yeah. Oh, he was so cool. Um, yeah, I think he's like my favorite, like full package wrestler, right? When you think of like all things in considered. Um, Brian J in the chat says, What's shaking my wrestling friends? Mass Mahler also said any way of sending pics through here, which I don't know that there is on the chat in YouTube. You can click plus and you can do like I can do a start a QA or start a poll. I think that comes later. I think we need uh we're close to monetization. We needed like more watch hours in a given set yeah. of time or something. Mm. So watch a bunch more videos, set them on repeat, check in once in a while, like a few things and maybe we'll get there. And then I think we can get like the super chat, right? Where hey, yeah. you could, you could even donate to get extra chats, like sent to the top well, and things like that. Well, I was going to say mass smaller. If you do have photos, send it over to table show at gmail.com. And then maybe next week we'll share what we can you're do trying to send right screen. now. Yep. You can always yeah, do tweet go. the tables too. Use hashtag tweet the table yep. on Twitter or yeah, table show at gmail.com. We can always put some up there. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, Come on. let's go a little more. See what happened. I like this one a lot. Current WW. Oh, excuse me. July 21st, 2012. Oh, that's a bad time. Current WWE personality, Adam Pierce. Hmm? Won his fifth and final NWA World Heavyweight Championship when he won a two out of three falls match against reigning champion Colt Cabana. Tom, what city and venue did this historic title change occur? Kansas City. Kansas City. This was Kansas, Kansas. City, Kansas, in the Kansas, Turner Kansas. Rec Center at Metro yeah. Pro Wrestling. I, dude, that's another, man, you're picking some great ones. <laughs> yeah. They're, this is good. They're, one cross-country rivalry where they picked a kansas city i think then they went to pittsburgh there was i think a los angeles one as well mm-hmm. they were just going across the country doing different yeah. gimmick dueling it, it out like, yeah just, it was like a dog collar match a two out of threes Th- that is one of the best independent rivals rivalries of all time like yeah bar none. Well, i agree incredible uh and uh i like this one very specifically because again it did happen in Turner Rec Center Metro Pro, mm-hmm. which we were very fond of, very much friends of the show there uh, in Kansas City, Kansas, uh, which is part of the larger Kansas City metropolitan area, home of the Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, the match winning uh, Mahomes and Kelsey and the like mm-hmm. multiple SB winning Mahomes and All Kelsey of it. and you know. All of it. Yeah. By the way, I was at that match. The the Colt Cabana. Were Adam you? Pierce. I was not at yeah. this. I did not know of Metro Pro at the time. I think I had just moved back, like very, like a, I think a year prior to that, to the states, um, mm-hmm. and hadn't found out about Metro Pro yet. I was saddened Dude. to learn that this happened here. So I'm glad you were there. That's fun. I was. It was so cool. So right. cool. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Well, that's it for uh, on this day, man. So we can go move on. Let's talk about some uh, – we've got some Tweet the Tables, right? And Justin Floor was in the chat here earlier. I know he said he was putting the kids to bed, being a responsible father figure, right? Uh, Brian J says, Chiefs! Um, we encourage that. Anybody want to shout out the Chiefs, we'll interrupt the show for that. All right, so yeah. back on here, Justin Floor, uh, the reason we're bringing him up, and I hope he's back in, but if not, he can catch this later back uh, on the podcast or, or review the live stream on the YouTube. He sent a Tweet the Table – Tom, that has an interesting mm-hmm. question, right? Yeah. All right, let's yeah. talk about it. It says, what is a wrestling item that you couldn't get when you were younger, but you can get it now 
An example he gives is mine would be the DX jersey. Hashtag tweet the table. So, is is Tom, you've been doing the T-Mac toy wrestling, right? You've been collecting the figures. Mm-hmm. Is that your answer here for this, or is there something else you would like to say here? Well, so it's different when i was oddly enough when i was high school middle school i wasn't into action figures when i was a child i definitely was i had all of them but then i kind of just kept them around just for like nostalgic purposes but i lost interest in it and then obviously fast forward to uh now i'm not able to physically do the things i was doing so i found a new hobby which was this again right so i wouldn't say it's an action figure however i did get finally a sting yeah, let nice. me put it here so it's there. That's yeah. fucking cool. I love this one. But um, I think something I couldn't afford when I was a kid, but now I can, was the Austin 316 shirt. Mm. I wanted that so bad. One, my parents were like, you're not putting that in our household. Two, it was a little bit more expensive than I could get. And three, every time I went to the show, it felt like, maybe I'm uh, exaggerating here, but um, every time I went to the show, it was sold out. So I could never get it. I couldn't order anything online because that wasn't really a thing back in the late 90s. But now I can get it, right? I can get 700 fucking Stone Cold shirts if I wanted to because uh, I'm rolling in it, motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, but Bala. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say right now it would be the Austin 316 shirt. That's probably And mine. was it one of the Jeffs suspects that you're like a dot-com billionaire and hiding and maybe i'm wondering if you've hid this from me all these years you never have seemed to struggle with money from what i can see you know what i mean like you always got whatever you need like you've never been like man i couldn't pay my fucking you know fucking brother really wish i could have got this uh thing (laughs) i raised myself and i know how to get money when i need money and there ain't no worries over here okay all right yeah I know how to navigate these streets, you know what I'm saying? Uh, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know we got floor seats. You know know how we got got floor floor seats. seats. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you you were just on a whim. Like, you want to get some floor seats instead of these tickets we already have that I'm not even going to try to sell to anybody else. (laughs) Just leave them empty. I think you rolled up and stored some cocaine and then wiped your ass with them tickets even, I think. Allegedly. God. All right. I wish. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. That would have been fucking. There would have been another brawl out if I would have yeah. fucking done that shit. <laughs> Chicago, you just ask around, I think, yeah. right? What up? Um, again, this is coming off a tweet the table from one of our greatest friends of the show. You're all our greatest friends of the show. And one of you is Justin Floor. And he says, What is a wrestling item that you couldn't get when you were younger? But you can get it now. Mine would be the DX jersey. Hashtag tweet the table. So that's a reminder to all you. Uh, get your hashtag tweet the tables in. Also, Brian J says, I probably tweet the table too much, and that is false, sir. Nope. That is nope. false accusations. Uh, you need to do it more, and all of you need to do it more. And my answer to that, and I haven't got one yet, because now I feel like I've, re- I've passed the point where, like, I don't know what I would do with it. It's the championship belts. Right. Like as I was a kid, I was always making a belt out of something. Right. Like Mm -hmm. fashioning some fake ass belt. And me and my friends would beat the shit out of each other with it. And you know what I mean? Like one would fucking proudly, you know, hold that thing up. And I mean, I've made some of my various ages in life out of various things. Right. I still have one tucked away somewhere that is you know, not safe for work, as you say. Right. It's got some imagery on it that maybe you know you don't you don't put out there. But like it's uh, (laughs) Mass Muller says Tom sells drugs. Allegedly 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 no uh but the belts it, it was always the belt so now like if i were to drop a couple hundred on a wrestling item it might be like i might go get the winged eagle i might go get big gold maybe something along them lines right 
Well, remember my wedding? Uh, I got the tag team championship belt for me and my wife as we got introduced as the first time being married. So yeah, it was great. That is cool. Um, Mass Mahler, actually. So we got some people here talking about this question, which is great. It's a great question. That's why we want you to do the hashtag tweet the table. Yes, 100%. And again, one thing that it's just a YouTube thing. We are just a a touch behind or a touch ahead of you. So we'll see this a a little bit behind. Yeah. Uh, there's a delay yeah yeah there's a delay so but mass smaller okay so first off jeffrey sill said i had all of those austin shirts which is awesome uh going back a little bit more brian J said he was also at that match with adam pierce and colt cabana so man look at that two tw- two future tweet table uh people just hanging out not even knowing it yeah Cutting didn't it even know it yep you were friends um, before you knew it exactly and then we had mass smaller you probably bumped had- into him and were like watch where the fuck i'm going mm-hmm. oh, yeah, on yeah. Your way out, hey. yeah Oh, dude, I'm still that way. Even if I do know you, spill beer um, on him. Yeah, I'll fuck. Oh god, was it with you when that fucking person spilled beer on me? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I choked the fuck out of him. I Anyhow. didn't start going to Metro Pro. I think till we were doing the show, so it would have been like 13. I think. Okay. Shortly All after right. this, probably. Yeah, it wasn't there. Right. Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, I think we've got two weeks. I think it's not next week, but the next episode will be the 10 year anniversary. So you got two weeks. To get in your emails, your your videos, your MP3s, or whatever you want to table show at gmail.com, right? Get us something to, to talk about uh, how great the Spanish announce table is in 10 years or your new found fandom of it. We want to hear from you guys and give us a wrestling topic to talk about, right? What is your wrestling topic for the 10 year anniversary that you want us to talk about, right? Throw that in there as well so it's not just a love fest for us. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah, so let's get back to it. So- yeah, Matt Smaller said he had the entire effing collection of WWF rubber figures. Remember the JLNs? Uh, he said his mom made them sell in a flea market. Love those, man. J- had a Justin bunch of- Floor. Yeah, Justin Floor is saying he lost how many times uh, he got in trouble for giving his teachers the crotch chop and middle fingers. Brother, I w- there was a brand new seventh grade center that I went to, and I got the first attention in that school. On the second day, I made the foreign language teacher named Miss Shields pop a blood vessel in her forehead because I just got under her skin so much, and it was crotch chops and all of that shit. Were you the open or were you the the DX crotch? Oh, I was the open. I'm always the open, yeah. Yeah, DX I would do it sometimes, but I would do what I would call uh, the machine gun where I would go up, 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 or I would do the surprise where I'd say, Hey, what's this? Yes. Hey, what's this? I pulled that one out the other day. I pulled that one out the other day to my son. <laughs> he was like saying yeah. something. And I like looked up at my hand and he looked up out and I and I looked back at him and I looked up over at this hand real quick and he's like, what? And I went, ah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Full bought in, Hell right? Yeah. He was just like, What? Yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was all if they don't know, it's so <laughs> yeah. much better. Yeah. Uh, um, and then Matt Smaller said his would be the title belt um what else we got here uh oh we got people selling stuff on ebay okay um yeah go check out the uh youtube chat uh if you yeah. want to go back and find out about a cool youtube or uh, ebay store here and then brian j said mainly shirts now honestly you know going back to justin's questions uh justin's mm-hmm. question originally to be completely transparent it was never really an item but to get floor seats was the fucking thing right every time you would go at least for me It'd be up here, and I'd be like, if I just was right yeah. there. So honestly, all out was kind of that for me. So I've never been to a WrestleMania, right? And I remember we were going to go to WrestleMania in mm-hmm. Tampa, 
when COVID hit, and so we were like, no, nope, hold on, right. pulled that yeah. plug, right? And uh, obviously, it w- we wouldn't have been able to go anyhow. But uh, we pulled that plug, and then um, I just started thinking around. At some point when we were kind of like falling out of love with WWE, I was like, well, I'm not going to go to it. Man, I'm not going to spend that much money to go to that now. And maybe, maybe still a bucket list thing. But All Out felt, you know, pretty similar to that, right? So I've been to some, like, events here in wrestling thing, but I've never been to, like, biggest pay-per-view of the event or the year kind of event thing like that like mm-hmm. that was so that was kind of a neat thing too i never got to go to those as a kid like they were never again i lived two hours away from kansas city growing up my parents weren't like yeah let's hop in to go watch like an in your house you know 14 right, yeah. at the in kansas city right yeah 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 uh floor seats though if i were being completely honest stone cold shirt from a kid to now but like for ever it was floor seats floor seats are the coolest thing in the world right. so nice all right, what do we got next? All right, we got another one uh, that we'll talk about, and the last two are from our awesome friend Brian J. But they talk about AEW, so we'll hit those as we do the AEW Dynamite uh, breakdown here. But this one is about WWE, and it is the biggest WWE storyline. It comes from another longtime listener of the Spanish Announce Table. It comes from Theo. He says, Theo. I hope the Bloodline and Bloodline 2.0 don't turn out to be a rehashed NWO Red versus Black hashtag Tweet the Table. And boy, I didn't think about that. I never considered that, but you definitely could have Usos leading one and Roman. A disputed bloodline. Now, the interesting thing about that, though, well, I shouldn't say necessarily interesting, but it would give good opportunities to some of the people who are on the roster that maybe are underutilized. As an example, Tamina would get some type of shine because obviously they would need warm bodies to fill these spots. Um, And then you could easily, you know, there's another cousin of the Usos when they were talking about their family tree, who I think is in NXT. So, yeah, there's a a couple. Oh, yeah, there's there's man. There's there's like 20 of them floating around out there in the Anawati family. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely do a lot of things with that kind of rehashed idea. And that's all wrestling. I mean, look. You know, it's, there's not a whole lot of new things under the sun in entertainment, period, right? Oh, yeah. So, quick uh, side question based off of that, though. It looks like at SummerSlam, it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso, right? Mm, yeah, right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Is this the time? Man, wouldn't it be cool as shit if they pull that trigger? It it's It feels like if they did, it would be... Kofi mania where in the moment, a hundred percent, you've got to make Jay Uso the champion. And then the next week on SmackDown, you're like, so Jay Uso's the champ. Okay. Now, yeah. if he's the champ, while there's this splitting disputing bloodline factions and we can keep going on, maybe you curb some of that, right? Where you're like, yeah, Jay Uso's champion now. Right. Again, you get that sometimes when the face wins something, Mm-hmm. You know, especially after I, beating a longtime heel champion, right? There is a bit of that, like, oh, we blew the moment during the celebration, right? I kind of think of Daniel yeah. Bryan, right? In the, the, uh, well, he got injured. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, yeah, that's true. He did yeah. get injured. Yeah. Yeah. So, but here's the thing that I, I'm considering when even talking about Jey Uso versus Roman and whether he wins or loses, it kind of feels like we have a log jam because there's so many guys on that mid card. Namely, the one that's getting the most fucking interactions apparently on all their social medias, LA Knight. And you can't just have LA Knight as hanging out while we do Jay Uzo Roman Reigns 63 at SummerSlam 2028. True. You know yeah. what I mean? So well, that's the thing is now, yeah, now LA Knight's 
everybody's favorite, so now he can't go up against the face Jey Uso. So now, now we got to what move him to Raw or something, right? And let's get him. Right. I don't know what's or he you on. can't is he on continue to Raw or what. I don't know. He's I don't on SmackDown, yeah. but you can't you can't continue the bloodline and then just go LA Knight and then like LA what? Knight's still this cool, is... right? He'll he'll beat right. her out, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. What was I looking at here in the chat? Here, sorry. Uh, Brian J said my dad took me to my first show at Memorial Hall, 1978. I was three. The promotion Central States Wrestling, which again uh, lives on to this day. How about that? Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, La Knight will win the U.S. belt. Mm. Yeah, that feels like a WWE move, right? What Mass Mahler says. says yeah. Well, Mass Mahler says Hogan should be reigns for the title. <laughs> About to get with Hell, my yeah. Brother. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Oh, man, Big leg good. drop, too. The whole thing. Yeah, come yeah on. leg yeah. drop. Yeah. Hell yeah. That'll get you. And I want I Romans look. to sell it like Vince sold like uh, the stunner, right? Like, I want yeah. his legs shaking. <laughs> yeah. That would be the best. That would be the best. But yeah, I hope it doesn't turn into a NWO type of thing, but it's still the second most interesting storyline in all of wrestling. And it's, look, I mean, I don't talk about this on the news because it's stupid, but like it's the highest fucking rated thing they have. It's getting well, oh, yeah. three million viewers for this per segment. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah. Like, they're just but I, yeah. It is the second most interesting storyline for wrestling. Oh, I'll tell you the first okay, one. Later. You'll tell you the first one later. So yeah, that was our WWE uh, topic uh, there in the tweet the table. So by the way, use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter and we'll read yours on the next episode. So Tom, it's time to talk about some AEW, I think, right? Yeah, let's get into it. So they continue their tour of Canada, a.k.a. America's Hat. And we kick off, because we have to, with a Canadian. And right. it's Chris Jericho. Wow. <laughs> he walks out, <laughs> and he comes into a match against Commander. I think that's how they're saying it, too. It Co-Mander. is Commander, yes. Not Commander, it's Commander. Right. And this was a good opening contest. I don't think it moved the needle, at least as far as what was earlier talked about, the Bullet Club Gold versus FTR, which is honestly the match of the week. Uh, But what did you think about these two guys kind of kicking off the show? Interesting. You know, I saw a thing recently where somebody put out like the the a ranking list of like who had the most matches in the history of AEW and like Orange Cassidy was number one. Uh, and Chris Jericho wasn't like up until number eight. Like I would have thought he would have been higher because it feels like we get Chris Jericho a lot. But I think we get a lot of segments with Chris segments. Jericho and not. Oh matches. yeah, yeah, um, I agree. I mean, look. Again, if you know, like you said, if the Royals came and asked you to pitch, you're gonna be like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna do it." So I get mm-hmm. Chris Jericho of like he's like, "Hey, I'm fucking you know 75 years old. They're asking me to come out here. I'm gonna still do it." I get it from a Chris Jericho perspective. I I. I the only saving grace I have when I see Chris Jericho in the ring in these days is if the storyline's cool. And right now, his current one is. I mean, this kinda. match, this match didn't. Yeah, kind of. Um, it's a yeah. So I just thought, you know, fine. I, again, Chris Jericho didn't like overtly fuck anything up here that I saw. Right, like he's not terrible. It's just yeah. I just don't know what like. I, there's not much to get behind in this match, right? Commander does a fine job. He flips around. He does mm-hmm. some cool stuff. Runs the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a, I thought it was interesting uh, to see Chris Jericho. Obviously he's what 51, 50, something like that, to be honest, Uh, that he was the big man. It was commanders doing all the fun stuff. Jericho stands in the middle of the ring and kind of takes all the moves or gives the moves out. So I, 
you know, it was fine. Chris Jericho ends up getting the victory. Now, immediately afterwards, a box fan goes off. I'm kidding. It's uh, Don Callis's music. It yeah. sounds like a fucking box Dude, fan. What is, that thing is so... It's great. It's so bad that it's so good, right? Because you're just like, you're like, I love this. I love how much everybody hates it, but I also want it to stop immediately. Like, turn it off. <laughs> it's so it's, bad. <laughs> it's a better version of Right to Censor. Remember when Right to Censor yes. would just come out to the, you yeah, know, just the, like a alarms? Warning. Yeah. Oh, God. But this is not even an alarm. It's like a. I, it's a hum. It's yeah, like a it's machine a hum. hum. It is like yeah. if you were outside of like area 51's control box room or something yeah. right it's just the mm-hmm. weirdest noise and Love he it. just is strutting with his nips all fucking forward you know what i mean just loving every minute of it he's the fucking best man don Callis is so good yeah that music so he though, comes i don't it, can't even call it music it's so oh, noise oh. yeah the noise <laughs> so he comes out and it's massive booze again don Callis is trying to talk and long story short he says hey jericho uh you don't need to rush your answer to me like don't don't worry don't worry however remember when uh they said bad news allen yeah and maybe it's because bad news brown is trademarked I from think, wwe i think so yeah i think he's bad okay. news allen until he was in wwe where he's bad news brown i think right. right that's how i know him so when yeah. they said bad news allen i was like what the fuck are they talking about and then when they showed the video i go that is brown but then mm-hmm. it came to my mind maybe they can't say that so anyhow i thought it was interesting because i didn't know that about chris jericho's career where they yeah, were in a group either. together and yeah. it was bad news brown talking all that shit for him and whatnot and they were like hey this was 28 years ago or you know 1990 whatever it was come on he wanted us to be together so yeah. let's let's right. be together right and uh 30 jericho years ago like, this guy thought we should work together so let's do it now yeah. yeah. And he and essentially he goes like don't let bad news brown down. And Jericho looks up to the sky and there we go. That's the segment. Uh so we'll get back to this storyline in just a moment. Um but an interesting first kind of part yep. of the show. I do like when they do these kind of things though, right? Like, hey, we come out but let's cliffhanger it. We'll get back to that later. I like that yeah. kind of aspect. Um ah, Okay, so I love Don Callis. We touched on this, right? I love Don Callis. And I said, like, you know, I'm I'm fine with a Jericho segment if the storyline's good. And I like Don Callis. But, like, man, I, I just don't know where I'm playing through a bunch of possibilities in my mind. And I'm like, I don't know that any of it's really going to be all that good. What mm-hmm. do we care if Jericho sides with Don Callis? Jericho has been a seedy, conniving asshole his whole career why wouldn't he align with don Callis? like that's not a shocking moment and honestly the thing that i never understood up until this point is why doesn't don Callis just say why don't we combine forces let's get the guy who loves his hat and danny garcia like let's get all yeah, why wouldn't he want those people helping him too like just yeah, can just- i use your army of folks pal yeah, I don't you. Get, <laughs> right. I don't get why we're only saying Jericho can join and no one hey, else. I appreciate Jericho. You know I appreciate Jericho. Show the video, right? I appreciate Jericho. Can the Jericho show me some appreciation back? I need some help. Wink wink. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand Shame why Jericho into helping you, right? Like you've got some dirt on Jericho, well, right? Or something, right? I got I got a theory of what happens here, but I'll get to that when the time is 
Right. Uh, so after the break, we get a recap of Hook and Jungle Boy and all their saga. And we go backstage with Marvez, and uh, he's standing by an SUV. And Jungle Boy's like, I'm not doing this shit. It's scary in there. I'm a wrestler. These guys are savages. And then out of just the darkness comes a masked man who forgot to put his hood back uh, and starts punching Hook. Hook gets out of the car. Or excuse me, uh, Jungle Boy gets out of the car. Hook then follows him. Then we get a little confused of what the fuck we're doing here. So Jungle Boy gets out of the SUV and runs left. Right. He goes right. Hook gets out, looks at him, says, I might get back into the SUV. The SUV then takes off and then he goes, keep running. Yeah. What the fuck were you doing with that? Go run after him. Right. I didn't get why he was like SUV. Yeah. That was a bit of a miss on that for me. Um, Yeah. 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 Jungle Boy, man, he's really putting his all into this. Yeah, 100% effort. Yeah, 100% effort. And I want to say, like, I feel like it's a little bit better each time, but it still feels very, he's really trying, right? He's really trying hard. He's practicing. You can tell he's probably practiced these lines a lot. And I'll say he did, like, get the, like, fuck this, I am, like, violently angry right now at these conditions right like fucking who are you why you're knocking on my fucking door like i'll give him that like he played that off well right but it was still a little yeah. it was too much of that level this whole fucking time because i was told i need to be at this fucking level the whole fucking time right uh but still um i i just worry a little bit in that like i, I don't know that this is really again i don't know i wasn't behind jungle boy so much that like now i'm i'm upset that he's a heel right and i just don't know that this helps hook get anywhere more than he was my then, concern i think it hurts whoever loses here really in in this yeah. all together yeah well my concern is more hook than jungle boy jungle boy could lose this and then go into still practicing those heel things and getting better at being a heel but hook is still yet to really show us anything other than i'm mad at jungle boy we need some personality we need again some type of one liner that you yeah. say when you beat people up or beat people up that jungle boy likes, you know, things like that. It's so just, we need to ratchet up still the one cool, note, right? We all like hook cause he was different and cool. So we need to ratchet up the cool again. Remember when the meme or the, the picture came out when he was at the strip club, like, yeah. let's get hooked to be really cool on screen and do something. Cause yeah, I'm not going to get behind hook forever as like my favorite wrestler or even near it on just the idea that like, well, he gets mad when somebody fucks him over. Well, yeah, of course, right? Like, right. I need something more, right? Yeah. I, I would say, honestly, what if I, again, had the, the pencil or pen uh, with this storyline, I'd get Taz involved. I would have Taz meet Jungle Boy backstage and be like, hey, no, my kid isn't here. This is just between me and you. I want to let you know you fucked up. Like, you don't really know what you did. I've seen what Hook has done to teammates in college when they crossed them and you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So think about it, pal. Like something that says hook is really actually way crazier, way more violent than we think. And I think Taz could do that message for him. Another thing we can do is let's get hook to actually do something like, because he's a shithead that's scared of hook and like, actually does some damage or harm or something that causes hook to get enraged right like he takes out taz right like yeah. do something well and that's how you could easily end the segment have taz put over that hook it's a little bit crazier than you actually right. think 
Jungle Boy goes, oh, cool, great. I think he's crazy. Low blow or kicks him in the dick, right? Yeah. And then as the he goes to his, yeah. And then, then as he's on his knees, Taz, that is, Jungle Boy just goes, give him this message and just pie phases him and pushes him to the ground. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, Mass Mahler in the chat says, don't you guys think AEW signs too much talent? I feel like they sign any talent. I think we've said it before where we thought like, hey, when it was just like Dynamite and they had two hours of Dynamite and that was it. We were like, stop signing everybody. We ain't got Mm -hmm. time. Um, Mm -hmm. With the new shows, I feel like they've got a good amount of talent now. I don't think they've got too much, but I feel like they need to actually put storylines into their secondary shows now collision rampage well and use that talent some, regularly yeah. right i think there was a time where we thought they were signing too much but i think if tony khan knew this is what he was getting to it's almost an arms race look wwe mm-hmm. and nxt even if they're cost cutting because of a merger still knows it's better to have a bunch of people on the fucking roster than let them go somewhere else and now i can't get them when i need them right yeah i'd rather think- have them and bench them than watch them fucking beat me in the ratings and I think with uh, specifically the addition of Ring of Honor, you're starting to see some of the talent that was signed that maybe wasn't dynamite ready, right? Not ready for those kind of storylines or moments or matches get put down into Ring of Honor. Person I think of 100%, Sean Dean. Sean Dean is starting to get yep. more segments and things like that. He was someone that was signed, I think, day one that you would say is on the roster but not doing anything. I do think they are doing a good job of saying, hey, these people who we think are going to be good in three years, we'll put them there. And then the the Kenny Omegas and stuff will still keep throwing in your face. Uh, Jeffrey Sills said, go back to Orlando with ROH and keep it there. Maybe not Orlando, but remember when they were doing Daly's Place in Jacksonville? Like, mm-hmm. Could they just like have ROH be a home base out there? Probably not because those people are still traveling. They kind of make, mingle them in and out. In, in and out well, so it's probably easier to keep them on the road at that point. Well, and Daly's place other does like concerts and stuff like that. So right. it'd probably yeah, be during COVID, dates. they were able yeah. to get more dates there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I like that the the idea of the they do the show uh, with I believe Dynamite. My thing is, look, we go to AEW Dynamite to see Dynamite, yeah. right? Oh yeah. End them end them on Dynamite. I don't like this idea of dynamite's the first show hey stick around for you know rampage, rampage at yeah, the time no, I'm, not. no yeah. I'm gonna get there early for rampage and then leave when dynamite's over right. the, the format is a little yeah because then you would have for your like main events of rampage would be more full because people are coming in for dynamite versus yeah. the other way around right and they're more electric right now, they're like well this is a fun spot the issue is your timing right do people have time to get from work to their and all that jazz still and all that. I mean, they do an hour. They do the dark. Well, they were doing dark the last time we went, and that was an hour. Well, and I just, at this point, too, you've also got the ROH. Like, at some point, I kind of don't want, yeah, I don't want four hours. I don't want to be at that venue for four hours anymore. You know, if it's not a pay-per-view event, I'm not. Three is great. Yeah, three or less, and I'm ready to get out of there, right? Like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I agree. And somebody was talking about that in the chat as well, yeah. Yeah, I I just I want to end on the thing I came to see. Right. I don't want to feel obligated to say. you give me a big main event. Remember when it was like Kenny Omega and Vikingo, and they do that fucking crazy thing. They're like, all right, got another hour and a half of stuff we're going to show you guys. It was like, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Yeah, get me me out of here. So anyhow, that's just a format. Let's show you our developmental talent now for an hour and a half after you just gave me that high is weird. Yeah. 
yeah, I don't like that idea. So, um, all right, so let's get back to the show here. So uh, after uh, Jungle Boy runs and Hook says, keep running, Perry, uh, Renee is backstage and comes up to Don Callis. And Don says, I'm going to make the announcement of who the fifth person is by myself. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And then Renee says, are you concerned about Kenny Omega? Don says, he isn't tough. But if there's one guy he's afraid of, it's Kenny Omega. He isn't worried. Kenny will be hiding behind the skirts of the young bucks. Right. Yeah. 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 He was saying like Kenny Omega, like he, yeah, he's not worried at all because he knows Kenny Omega wouldn't even try <laughs> like yeah. to mess with him or something. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. And, and yeah, it was good. It was a good, it was a good tease. And it was a good way to say Don Callis is coming out, not Blackpool combat club, which I have some thoughts on that closing segment as well. All right. So then after that, we get to the best storyline in professional wrestling we see earlier in the week mjf and adam cole are taking shots at the bar and drinking and all this stuff and mjf just goes right up to him and he goes hey well you're not a team player what's up with that what's up with your shirt and adam cole's like why i lost it man totally lost it sorry sorry bro and as he's saying that four women walk by mjf being the mjf that he is goes hey bro two for me two for you huh and adam cole's like i i'm with brit yeah like no and and a line that even caught my wife off guard he says that's brave What a great line. He's so good. Yeah, I know. I love the guy so much. How brave of you to stay committed to a relationship. Ah, anyhow. So then he goes, all right. Yeah, not like, oh, you're a stand-up guy. Like, (laughs) really brave, right? It was really brave of you to take that such a, you know, take that sacrifice. (laughs) Yeah. So so then MJF goes, all right, well, four for me. And he goes over there and they all leave with it. He says something about, like, you want to go with the champ or something like that. Then he comes back, and uh, we see Adam Cole still drinking, so he's supposed to be drunk. Which, yeah, okay. Sure. And then uh, we see MJF zipping up his pants and says something like, the Max ride is, is <laughs> yeah. out of something. Something says, crude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Adam Cole's like, you can't talk like that. And MJF's like, really? Like, I can't, now I can't, why? Yeah, right, yeah. Just very MJF. And as he's talking about that, Adam Cole goes, hey, Hey, this has all been great. I have a confession. I didn't actually lose the shirt. I just, I didn't grab it. I didn't want it. But, but I will wear the shirt if you do my thing next. And MJF's like, well, what's that? And Adam Cole whispers in his ear what they are going to do. And (laughs) MJF goes, what the fuck? And we go right, (laughs) right to fight forever. And good God. How great was this little segment where they're playing and MJF is like, this is fucking nerdy. Well, you know what? This is actually cool. Yeah. Hey, this is like, this is kind of fun when you play with like a friend. friend." Yeah. And Adam Cole, as he's playing, starts to realize, oh shit. Yeah. I don't think MJF has ever played a multiplayer game. So he hits pause. He's like, like, have you ever played with anyone? And MJF just goes, well, you gotta have friends. Yeah, he's like, no, you'd have to have friends, so to do that. So now, and then they have this heart to heart where Adam Cole goes, "Hey, look, I was gonna turn on you and cut you at the knees," 
And then MJF was like, I was going to do the same thing to you. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, like bro, hug it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then they say, well, how about we win the, these world uh, tag team championships? So then they grab the controllers. They beat FTR. They become champions. And then you get this like 1980s, like Rocky high five yeah. to like in the segment. What did you think about this? Um, great. There is a bit of a hole in the story here with MJF doing the like, well, you would have to have friends and, and didn't have any friends is that he's told us before he was the hot shit stud in high school with all the friends in football. Well, well, he could have had all the hot shit. Uh, he could have been all the hot shit football yeah, fans. Player, he didn't have any friends, right? Yeah, yeah everyone's high five. Well, they certainly weren't playing video games. Virgin. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, he could have been. Yeah, he could have been walking down the halls, high fiving everyone, and then driving himself home every night, crying. just sitting there. Yeah, yeah crying. looking at a wall. So interesting to see how that goes. All right. Uh, so again, I think this is oh, awesome. Oh, but loved it. Yeah, the, I love it. the the timing of all of this, right? This is what I'm saying. Like AW, we've we've lamented their you know poor production at times. Give me more of these pre-tape things if you can get it right like this versus some of the stuff that happens live. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So then they win the the game and then they celebrate. Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy is next, uh, taking on Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. And this seems like the reverse of. MJF and Adam Cole, where Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia are the best of friends. Right. Like, hell yeah. But are they? Because mm. Sammy Guevara seems to give the side eye to Garcia. And in this match, they're going back and forth, back and forth. Swerve Strickland comes out, gives a little drive-by to Darby Allen, and then Sammy Guevara takes advantage of that, wins the match. Garcia's like, hell yeah. And Sammy Guevara's like, hey, man, to Darby, I know how that ended, but, like, you're still cool with me. And first, what did you what did you think about the whole match? It was then- a weird, like, mix of that of that going on there. I thought it was like, a, I was like, hey, we got a lot of things going here. And I know we've talked before where we liked, you know, the old ECW days where things blended a lot. I was like, but this isn't necessarily how I meant, right? <laughs> like, not just everybody out, out to the ring at once, but... Yeah, the the look Darby gave Sammy though for me was he was kind of like bitch for real like fucking uh fine <laughs> right like yeah shake your hand whatever fucking feels gross. I, here's my thing, fuck Sammy as a baby face. He's yeah. the Miz. Yeah, the Miz sucks as and a no, baby no face. Nobody likes this guy. And Sammy sucks at like I get it that we did that backstage thing and he was like, This is my dream and all that, and that's heartfelt and all that, but fuck that. No, I again, just like with Roman Reigns, I'm not gonna feel fucking sympathetic for the good looking guy with the hot wife and now the the kid on the way and all the millions of dollars he's making to be right. like, oh, he got beat up. Oh, fuck no. that. Oh, no. Yeah, well, and we've talked about this too with Sammy Guevara. Sorry, bud. Top five punchable face in wrestling. If he's not the most punchable face in wrestling right now, he's top five all time, maybe. Like, it's yeah. just one of those where people aren't going to get behind this guy that way. Honestly, if I were to do it, if if I were to be tasked with, you got to turn someone in JS baby face, I'm picking Daniel Garcia. Yes. This fucking stupid ass Dude, yes. dance that he does. Fucking doing that everywhere, man. I would I'm going out this stuff. weekend just to do it. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. So, yeah, they move on in the tournament. We'll see who their opponent is next week a little bit later. But before we get there, 
we get this Nick Wayne video package. So now we oh. heard last week. You know what we forgot about? No. Tweet the tables. Oh, let's go to this. Let's, let's hit yeah. Brian J real quick because he's got one about Nick Wayne. But before we talk about the Nick Wayne one, uh, okay. Brian J said, uh, let's talk about the Nick Wayne one. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what's going on here. Actually, something's not. There we go. He says, damn, Nick Wayne and Swerve, hot damn. Hashtag tweet the table. Before that, he said, MJF pumping up uh, uh, in that ring entrance waiting on the boom classic. Oh, so that's even later in the show. Even yeah, we're yeah, getting so there to we it. Go. We're getting we're there. Getting. So, yeah, damn, Nick Wayne and Swerve, hot damn. Yeah, you were hitting in this Nick Wayne character, right? We've heard a lot about this Nick Wayne guy, and we finally get Nick Wayne. Yeah, I think this is interesting, especially for AEW, who doesn't give us video packages on Hiroshi Tanahashi or uh, Kajita or Ishii or any of these fucking guys, but we get seven fucking weeks. It feels like it's been two. I know, but like we get all these seven segments of Nick Wayne. Everybody talking about how Nick Wayne is going to be the future of pro wrestling. Right. But you keep, you keep telling me Ishii's fucking cool, but you never showed me why. Yeah. Like I'm just supposed to, okay, you say it. So I guess I'm taking your word for it. I just thought it was interesting that we've had so many people in AEW come in with kind of just like, you know who it is. Right. And we're like, I guess. Sure. Right. Uh, Tyra Valkyrie, right? She came in and was like, I'm the fucking shit. And I'm, I didn't know who she was. So I was like, okay, I guess you are. But then Nick Wayne is like, check me out, motherfuckers. Coolest guy here. And I'm like, okay, I guess you're the shit. And we'll talk about his match here in just a second. But we get the Nick Wayne video package. We get his point of view of his upbringing. So we got Darby's point of view of Nick Wayne's upbringing and how he's his mentor. Now we get it in Nick Wayne's own words. Uh, We move on and we're backstage with Renee and Adam Cole and Roderick Strong still in that neck brace is like, hey, man, are you? I hope he keeps that on forever. I hope it becomes Becomes the becomes the Bob Orton broken arm thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Remember when he Uh, wore that neck brace forever? Like wear it forever. And so uh, Adam Cole is talking to Renee and then Roderick Strong walks up in that neck brace. And it was like, dude, are you actually like? becoming friends with mgf yeah and adam cole's like hey man you actually he's not that bad he's he's kind of cool yeah (laughs) he's kind of cool and then as he's explaining how cool mjf is mjf texts him and he just shuns roderick strong that's the thing that's interesting is there's no like i'm gonna wait on the text it's mjf i'll look at it later it's roderick strong bye what's this yeah wall goes up he's like oh i forgot you were still standing here buddy Yeah, yeah And in this text, it's uh, MJF saying like, hey, man, uh, these guys are big. I just walked past them uh, backstage. I think I have the flu. Sorry. (laughs) MJF is so fucking good. (laughs) Yeah. He's so fucking good. so fun. And then Adam Cole's like, I got to make a text. And, you know, we'll be there. And he runs off. So then uh, we're left with Renee and Roderick Strong. And both of them are like, is this really happening? And that's how the segment ends. We go right into Brian Cage and Big Bill Morrissey uh, taking on MJF and Adam Cole. And I'll tell you what. The tag team division at one time in AEW was the best maybe of all time. You yeah, had so, so many. Yeah, it was so good. Santana and Ortiz, the best friends were hot, FTR, all that stuff. 
now it's kind of cooling off, right? There's not a lot of juice behind that division. Yeah. I kind of forget guys, FTR are the, are the champs. Yeah. Well, two guys that would add some, s- some pop to it are these action figures, fucking Big Bill and Brian Cage. Having these motherfuckers throw people around was cool as shit. Yeah. And that's how they played in this match. But I Big like Bill cannot be the name. We've got no, to we've do got something to different here. Yeah. Just Bill yeah. and Brian. Just make them, you know what I mean? Just be Bill and Brian. <laughs> no, something. Di- yeah, it needs to be something different. But I like the- It's Bill and Brian. Your tag team champions of the world. <laughs> no, 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 no. But visually. Bill. It- hey, it- we got a rebel trucker in the chat here. Oh, Those what's dudes. up? Yeah. what's going on rebel trucker miss that guy all right but going back to brian cage and big bill um visually if i say hey there's this new promotion here's their tag champs you're gonna say what the fuck is because they're and brian cage still blows my mind every time i see him when like in this match with mjf and adam cole adam cole's on his back he has MJF in this crossbody suplex and fucking throws both of them. Like yeah. he's an action figure. Yeah. They could call themselves HGH. That would be fucking awesome. That by the way, side note, come up with of, something that it stands for. Right. But let's HGH, just, yeah. But then they're just HGH and they're out there all fucking Scott Steinerd out. <laughs> yeah. I think that's actually pretty great. By the way, side note, uh, AW fight forever. Have you gone through all the moves? Oh, like on creator wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Have we talked about the, I mean, what, which well, one have we no, talked no. Have we talked about what they call the F five and fight forever? No. What do they call it? Diverticulitis. <laughs> the disease that Brock Lesnar <laughs> had. That's great. <laughs> made him leave the U S so good. Uh, big Josh <laughs> says, uh, just a little FYI. I've been staying in y'all's neck of the woods lately. I did not know that we got to hang out and do something. What up? What up? what up you know what i'm saying some barbecue or something right uh yeah let's do it come on Kansas City, um, you know but just don't bring that truck i remember i don't forget yeah um, that's true he knows what you're yeah hey hey, hey yeah, we're yeah, hip to the game the here world. no we're not hanging out nope nope you know what you're <laughs> yeah, we got... <laughs> you're still mad at me about that cane comment um but let's go into the second side of this oh. uh match well Let's no, let's not let's miss for a second here. Brian J did say MJF pumping up that ring entrance, waiting on the boom, was classic. Yeah, him like running around and then realizing, oh, I gotta get my spot right, and like shutter stepping and then getting in place, and then he's like well, nailed it right. Like he's just like I love him so much. MJF is the best. Yeah. So MJF and Adam Cole come out. Uh, Cole is wearing the shirt, right? Yes. So Adam Cole is like, hey, good. got got the shirt. Like I said, I would. Right. The thing that I actually liked was yeah. So uh mjf grabbed a sign that said like better than you baby and stuff but then he gets in front of him and then this week plays the drums before they do the boom so he's like and then the boom and then like you said nailed it and then gets in the ring and all the stuff yeah like so proud of himself like it's so fucking cool (laughs) love it so the the here's again where we've talked about at nauseum that the moves don't matter as far as what that move is, right? The wrestler makes the move. You can do the the Vikingo 820 fucking spinorama. Triple spinning over your ball sack plancha dive. Yeah, which is visually very... Yeah, uh, I can't uh, do it. I'm very appealing. Yeah. yeah, it's very impressive, right? However, 
in all of the matches last night, the move that got everyone to chant and fucking lose their minds was MJF body slamming Big Bill. Yeah. That's pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying every fucking match needs to be, I got the clothesline or whatever. I got the punch. However. Yeah. That's that's it, man. Didn't he tweet out. He's like, I remember back when I slammed the seven foot tall giant yeah. brother. Yeah, the five hundred and eighty <laughs> yeah. in front of thirty five thousand, you know, sixty five thousand people or whatever. Yeah, he was great. Yes. And then also, at the towards the end of this match, Adam Cole and MJF are trying to get this double clothesline and come oh so close about three different times, yeah. end up failing, but they were going nuts yes. for a double clothesline right this is real pro wrestling man masterful storytelling yes oh my god it is the best so with that being said um long story short uh mjf and adam cole win this right so they pick up the victory and mjf is doing his baby face still a heel that any devil worshipers out there which is fun yeah um the crowd actually, I have this in my notes, started chanting Satan. I don't know if you heard that. They chanted Satan. Nice. When he said that, which is funny. He goes right out and says, like, we're super over, which I thought was yeah. interesting. Like, we're super over. Yeah, we're super over. Jeffrey Seal and, says his acting after the slam was masterful. Oh, he's yeah. the best. Yeah. <laughs> so, Even when he was doing the heel thing with Darby Allen and he, he did the uh, headlock takeover. Yeah. Like, he does. He's just amazing. Yeah. So they come out there, Adam Cole, or so they're staying out there. And Adam Cole says, story time. And he said, never expected to work with this guy, but we're good. And July 29th at Collision, we're going to win these tag team championships. So next week, we're going to get Sammy Guevara, Daniel Garcia, MJF, Adam Cole. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Who you got? What happens here? I think all of this pulls up a little... When, when we say the easiest answer is oftentimes the most likely answer, they get into a fight. They don't win. Guevara and Garcia go on. They lose the FTR. All of this was for nothing. We get the match between Cole and MJF because of their fighting. Now. They work on it for a while. They try to be bro friends and stuff, but it still leads to the, to the match eventually. I, yeah, that, that seems the core. However, I now, think, if we had the pencil, right? If we had right. a pen, well, totally different I, story here. Yeah, I actually don't hate that idea. However, and I don't care about ratings because I don't get paid from AEW, so I don't care if a million people are watching or just me. Right. But I would think they beat Sammy and Garcia. Sammy then does the baby face. I'm out of here, right? Like he's tried yeah. seven other times. But then when FTR, MJF versus Adam Cole on collision, because mm-hmm. they want that number, right? that's when I think it'll happen. They'll come so yeah, close. Yeah, because we'll get the promos, because FTR will be like, hey, what? I thought we were it was pinnacle, uh-huh. right? Like, what's up with that? Are we boys? Mm-hmm. Or or we know why this guy is a piece of shit. Yeah, we were remember, in that yeah we aligned with this guy before. We thought he was a good dude. And he was We not. thought he was the pinnacle of this business right yeah they, yeah yeah it's interesting though i man 
The most interesting thing, though, is if Adam Cole goes heel. If we say Adam Cole does not, he Stabs still thinks he's a snake. MJF in yeah. the back. Yeah, and MJF's like, you motherfucker, I thought we were, and he's like, nope. You could even get Roddy fucking laughing and pointing at him wearing his neck brace, right? Like, maybe that was it. He still the neck brace, but ah, my neck's fine. Fucking punch you in the dick. And Roderick Strong and Adam Cole stand over. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, that would be fun. We'll see. We'll see. Next week, uh, I think that's when the match is taking place. Uh, So after that, we go backstage, and Jake Hager is standing in front of Jericho's locker, and he goes, he knows we're coming in, so let's go in there, which I thought was interesting. And Jericho's like, hey, what's up, man? He goes, and Jake Hager's pouring his heart out. Hey, yeah. I saved your life in fucking Saudi Arabia or something like that, apparently. And I've been here since day one with you in AEW. So I deserve to know what the fuck you're going to do, which yeah. is a valid point. No, listen, this was this was decent from Jake Hager, right? Like, again, he's not a good actor. We're never going to say that, right? Like, you could tell it was like practice lines, but, like, it was the best you were going to get that we probably got out of Jake Hager as far as, like, a here's a heartfelt moment, right? And some actual personality to, like, a what would be a human character out of Jake Hager since he's been in AEW. So this was fine for me, yeah. Yeah, and it ends up with him – Handing the purple hat. Handing the hat. Like, so listen, you can't give me an answer. Even I'm overusing out. the hat had its benefit than not using the hat at all, right? That's where like pro wrestling stuff can come in. Like the risk of overusing something is less than not using something because now, like now they had that prop where like uh, the whole thing. I'm like, ah, oh, Jake Hager's doing pretty good here. Then he hands him the hat, and I'm like, oh, the hat, <laughs> right? Like now here's the thing that like we hated <laughs> for a few weeks, and I'm like, not the hat. Yeah. No, right? Like now, all of a sudden, I got this sympathy, right? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, going back to the chat, Jeffrey Sill says he thinks the Bullet Club is going to beat FTR on Collision, and then it'll be Bullet Club Bang Bang versus Adam Cole and MJF. Jeffrey Sills points out that Hager might, must have conveniently left off that he also cashed in his money in the bank on Jericho, too. Wasn't so quick to remind him of that. Right, wasn't in there like you know. Oh, I also stole a title from you. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I don't remember that shit. I mean, yeah, that was the lost period he of WWE. Fuck, Jeffrey still says he doesn't like that hat anymore. He should have said instead of saying like uh, until you can be straight with me, I can't run with you. He should have been like until you can be straight with me. I don't like this hat. <laughs> you should have gave him that and left on that fucking line. Like until such time when you can be honest with me and straight with me. I love that idea. I don't like this hat. Love that idea. Damn it. Missed opportunities. But, I mean, it was still good. Like you said, it was still good. It was still good. Uh, So let's keep it moving here. Then we get back into the ring, and and technically it's right before the main event, Mm -hmm, even though mm -hmm. we had an interview segment that ended the show as a match. It's technically right before the main event. Which is what we do in AEW. You know what time it is. Let's do it. It's It's time. Time. Poor the women. Women, 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 women. Need somebody to like DJ is up a little uh, sound effect for that, right? (laughs) Somebody is good on the on the old ones and twos, right? And so here we go. We get Sky Blue taking on Ruby Soho and Tim. It has came to my attention that I might be a prude. I got to tell you that. (laughs) Might. Well, because. Christ almighty, 
let's just have sky blue not wear pants <laughs> what the fuck was that it I mean, was i'm just down like, with what you just suggested <laughs> like it was just a waistband and then nothing like the best suggestion you've had on the show in years son. <laughs> but like you know when you're sitting there and your wife is reading because she's not that interested but she'll take a look every so often some and you see sky blue pin- cakes as jeffrey sills calls them in the yeah <laughs> but then you get a pin cover from ruby yes. soho and the camera work isn't that great she looks up and yeah. i've got to be like oh no no we're Man, good no, we'll yeah. up. we're good full moose knuckle right mm. in front center of the camera on that pin but that look, was that looked like a fist right in the <laughs> But here's here's the thing though. Uh-huh. That's not necessarily the TV crew's fault. True. Because yeah. fuck it. Again, I'm not trying to say cover everyone up. This is bullshit. But like But I'm saying you, we have a right to censor, okay? <laughs> all I'm trying to say is if you put this over to the men's side and a testicle comes out no one's gonna fucking want that right i mean i'm not asking for it no well (laughs) it's Christ! this match was so uncomfortable for me can we get like a little pussy padding in the front of this something (laughs) so that when we yank you (laughs) i mean i don't need to see the hamburger imprint you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah i mean so i don't even know what happened in the fucking match i know that uh ruby soho won I know that she faked a face injury, which I did think was good. I did I did think when she like hurt her nose and they played it up, I was like, damn, did she really break her nose? Uh, and then, haha, psych, I actually got one over on you. And uh, she wins. But I could, sky blues, the blue spot was the just. All right. Again, I want everyone to know. I'm glad, you know, uh, Big Josh is with us. Theo's been with us tonight. All, all of our longtime listeners, we've said this before. Two weeks is our ten week our ten year anniversary show. We want you to send in some MP4s, some you know videos, audio clips, email, whatever Emails, you want, whatever. Uh, give us a wrestling topic that we should discuss for the show, and then tell us something that you remember or that you love about the Spanish Announce Table. Um, because I want to talk about ten years ago, Tom, when we started doing this show, the T Mac I looked across the table from then, I, I never would have imagined would one day tell me like, can we get some pants on this young lady <laughs> in the show? <laughs> You've had some real growth, Tom. I know. I know. Yeah, no, back in the yeah, whatever, yeah. But now, come on. <laughs> like, listen, I've got a wife. I'm yeah. trying to get the bed early here. I can't. Yeah, that, that's someone's daughter. You know what I mean? For Christ's sake, if the mother's probably watching at home, this is not right. You know? But goddamn, the sky's blue. We know what color of fucking floor is. I tell you that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> fucking Christ. So, there it was. That happened. Fucking kids um, today. They're fucking ass yeah. hanging out of their pants. <laughs> I was with the sagging. Why is every motherfucker sagging around here? I don't get it. Huh? Oh, God I don't want to see your ass. They're not wearing yeah. no pants. Their pants are too tight. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know what's happening in the world. Damn, damn it. It's on fire. Fucking phone. I can't figure out the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to call my dad. Oh, <laughs> uh, Anyhow. Uh, so let's get back to it. So after that match, we get a recap of Collision, which is fine. Uh, but then we go backstage to QTV. Yes, QTV. And we get and we get uh, Iggy Azalea, <laughs> or whatever the fuck she's calling herself. What what's her name? Uh, Harley. Harley, Harley Cameron. 
Yes, are, are she's good. I think she's good. Okay. Um, <laughs> look, I'll she's say good this. in that. Like, if you're trying to be annoying, and which QTV is trying to do, it's working. Like, she's yeah. definitely like. I'm like, all right, she's definitely not camera shy. We'll say that. <laughs> yeah, she was another one where it was like, what kind of poses are we doing here? Like, Christ Almighty. But anyhow, that one wasn't as Remember, crazy. I don't know if you remember back in, uh, there was a TNA back in the day when, like, Team Canada just ended, right? And and Robert Roode was the hottest young free agent, right? And all the managers were trying to get him. And he went with Brooke Tessmacher. And the way they introduced that was just, he was like, I've got somebody. And, like, all you see is the, of his face in the screen he just looks over and there's just cleavage right next to his face. <laughs> like, we were just, like, supposed to know. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, the boobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, Wrestling. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, with this, I'll say this. Here, here you go. This is what I'll say. It was not bad. The The video was not bad. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't uh, Jay Lethal and no, Sanjay yeah. and all those fucking guys trying no. to keep a beat. She kept a beat. Yeah. No, when I said she's good, I don't mean she's good at this, like, making music, but, like, she's good as a character well, playing I mean, this role. She, yeah. She kept a beat. She rapped. Yeah, no, yeah. What I mean is, yeah, this wasn't, yeah. like, this wasn't Friday. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. But this was, this was okay. But, like, yeah, I, I really like this character. Um, She forever won a spot in my heart, forever, with the he's gay chant on collision like so yeah i'm all down well and she she's still apparently i I don't get here's what i don't understand so she does the rap and then she she does the the eminem i'm speaking really fast and here i go i'm talking even faster oh my god it's fast 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 i'm like okay i still know but she ends it with i sunned you right which is like a i I got you right oh is that what that is yeah but i yeah keep it up with the young kids okay god damn it man i'm not street anymore oh yeah but at least I want them wearing clothes. Um, but uh, I don't understand. So what? Oh, I saw so these kids wanted- all the time. I walk around wherever they're going. What are you talking about? Yeah. I keep up with the kids. <laughs> but here, here's what I don't get. So she said, why don't I join the acclaimed? And then even me and uh, Anthony Bones could be a hot new item, right? So then they say no. So now is she saying, I don't give a shit i'm better like i don't know what the yeah, what story is her is. purpose right yeah that is missing i will give you that that like why does is she still doing this yeah like, great it, and it, again it's a good character to hate right and we're gonna heal like it, it all works right. the package is fine like i said um she's also easy on the eyes right like she's like i think this could go somewhere if they utilized it but i don't feel a purpose to it yeah yeah because I, I just don't know if if you're wanting to join them or now you hate them because they didn't let you do, i don't know what's going on so that's just a you know Say what I said. Now let's get to the main event. It is the greatest free agent rookie in AEW history, apparently. Nick Wayne taking on the coolest man in professional wrestling, Swerve Strickland. And he is the coolest man in professional wrestling. If you disagree, you're wrong. So they lock up. And here's the cool thing that I thought about with this match. They didn't deny that these two have wrestled in the past. Too often, we act like Nick Wayne never had a match. At least WWE trope yeah, is they've he never mysteriously had a match came before. out of a void. We've never heard of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And Swerve Strickland's never wrestled anywhere but here, kind of thing. But at least they said, "Hey, they actually wrestled in Seattle a couple times, so this isn't their first time locking up." I like that they said that. I like that they said they had some history. 
the match is fun. It's big moves, big moves, right? Wouldn't you agree? Like the match yeah. itself is pretty oh, good. Yeah, absolutely right. What I didn't understand is, I guess so. So Darby, after losing earlier in the night with Orange Cassidy to Garcia and uh, Sammy, then walks out with Nick Wayne here, gives him a hug, gives him a hug, and go get him. Right, leaves. Okay, but then comes back, but not really. Stands on the uh, the top of the stage, clapping like another yeah. fan. Like he can't go to the ring. Right. You can't just go down there again. Yeah. And and then Swerve, which I get because earlier in the night he kicked him in the head. Uh, what I did like was Swerve was like, guess what? Then Darby, I'm going to fuck your dude up. Boom. And then he does that arm spot where he dislocates the goddamn shoulder or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Swerve wins, which was the right move, I thought. What did you think? <laughs> 100% was the right move. I do want to bring up again that uh, Brian J earlier talked about this. He said, damn, Nick Wayne and Swerve, hot damn. Uh, hashtag tweet the table. And yes, I mean, it was a it was a lot of action. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you said, these two have wrestled each other, so they know what they're doing in there with each other, what works, mm-hmm. what doesn't, how to kind of get things to go over. And it showed. And I thought they really, they blended well a modern style with sort of brutality and sort of those big spots, kind of like we were talking about with MJF and Adam Cole, less of like a showmanship version of it, but like there was still that kind of like you had the arm spot, right? And they kind of had these moments mixed in amongst the kind of, you know, he's over here, he's over there, he's left and right. So I thought they did a good job, but yes, the Swerve needed a win for one, right? Oh, yeah, uh, million percent. Yeah, 100%. And then two, yeah, like, again, even all the stuff you've told me about Nick Wayne, how great he is, you've still told me he's fucking young, right? Like... He shouldn't be walking in the door and beating Swerve Strickland. Yes. I, I, I yeah, 1 million percent right. agree with that. I just thought Darby's spot in all of this was very odd. Yes. What again, here I go. I'm going to grab the pin. What I would have done, have him walk to the fucking ring apron, right? Have him yelling at Nick to do whatever he needs to do. Have Swerve Strickland pull a, maybe a Roman Reigns card. And as he's doing the moves, walking around talking shit to Darby, like, guess what I'm going to do to your boy next? Yeah. This, you know, yeah. and then he does it. And then after the match, after Swerve wins, Darby rolls into the ring. You have Swerve just stand over both of them laughing or something. And yep. then like, that's a better visual than just, hey, come on, Nick, come on, Nick. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. You're, yeah you're I don't Darby get Allen. what, I don't get what writing that into the match does for anything. Right. Like it doesn't add to the intrigue, it feels like. So why did they do it? Yeah, I agree with that. Well, yeah, the way they did it, it would add to the intrigue of Swerve really wants to put it to Darby. Yes. What you said, yes. But yeah, the, the yeah. idea of like just coming out and clapping out there, like to show you're behind him, but like you already established that earlier. I don't need that reminder. Yeah. It also doesn't like make sure I want to root for Nick Wayne more. I don't <laughs> Yeah. Like, and then the camera shot has to go back and forth from you to, to the match. And it's just bad. Just yeah. bad. But it happened. Now let's get to technically the main event, but it was a segment mm-hmm. and Don Callis walks out and he's like, Hey, guess what? Got an announcement, got the fifth member, uh, but Kenny Omega pussy. <laughs> I mean, basically what he, yeah, said. he said that yeah. And Kenny Omega. One thing that I've noticed about Kenny Omega with this Don Callis thing, 
or even actually it's uh, even more so with uh, just the Blackpool Combat Club in general, is he walks out and then like does this like pacing back and forth before then he walks to the ring. I thought yeah. that was, he just goes like, motherfucker, yeah. and then he goes well, he's, down. He's been wearing no shirt either. Well, look, <laughs> yeah, again, yeah. as I said earlier, put some fucking clothes on. However, you look like fucking Kenny Omega. Put some clothes on. Might be this episode title. <laughs> yeah, but if if you if you got fucking Kenny Omega's torso, I ain't wearing a shirt either. But that, yeah, that's just he me. has a, a nine pack. It looks like yeah, it. nine. He's nine he pack. is an action figure in shape right mm-hmm. now. So he comes down, and before he gets into the ring, John Moxley and Takeshita are beating him up, which is fine. And he starts to beat them up and like getting them away. And then, look, on paper, this is cool. In practice, this sucked. I'm just going to tell you. So then out of nowhere, clunkily, just with the chair, pockets him. Yeah, he was like, they had the camera focus on who was in front of him, I forget. like um, Takeshita, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, and then he's just like kind of running behind him, and it's supposed to be the surprise. And it was like, no, I saw him. Right. I saw him already. And then- it didn't register necessarily right away either that I was like, oh yeah, Pac hadn't been around, right? Like, because I was just like, oh yeah, Pac's there. And I was like, wait a minute, Pac, well, you know, like, yeah, it was all just a mess. Yeah. And so then Pac is like, hey, you suck. I've never liked you, which is yeah, true. storyline true, right? Yep, right. And so I'm the fifth man. Okay. All right. Still confused on where Claudio was where yuda was i don't know why the whole gang wasn't there yeah, but you guys have been rolling as a gang everywhere you go but tonight you just send one guy yeah just moxley and then the other guy who isn't even black Blackpool combat, combat guy Club. yeah <laughs> and so then they're in there and they're Blackpool like combat gonna... charlie <laughs> yeah i mean that's basically what it is and so then they uh bring him into the ring and they put a chair on his throat and they're going to fucking Brian Pillman him, right? Fucking take him out. But then Kenny Omega's like, we got a fifth member too. Look at the video. And it's a Bushi, which we yeah. kind of all thought, which is fine. Tim. Okay. Let, let's all, let's all act like this is real, right? Let's all act like this is real. Yep. I'm working with my therapist that when I get mad, I laugh instead of yell at people. Oh. So I'm going to laugh a lot now, but <laughs> so, yeah. so then Kenny Omega says, Hey, look at the video. And it's a bushy just doing past stuff. Looking yeah. Like he was in the yeah, ring what, at a right. certain point. Yeah. Okay. And it was a highlight film of a bushy. <laughs> yeah. And apparently that just shakes Blackpool Combat Club to their core but that they, they can't com- beating him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can't complete the fucking move. And then the lights come back on. Yeah. And then it's the Young Bucks and Hangman. And then they beat the, the bad guys out of the ring. Like, Get out of here. And then Kenny Omega's like, it's the gold at Elite. Dude, if you're going to debut someone that way, fucking have them there. Yeah. That's the... That was the weakest way to debut someone when someone's in peril and you go, but the video package. Like, Here's what I want them to stop doing also. But not everything has to have a fucking Brangelina name every time well, they you, do. you add one fucking puzzle piece to another group. You motherfuckers. Yeah. Come on. Well, they specifically do, right? Hung Bucks, 
Uh, that's uh, what I mean. Stop elite. doing all that shit. Like I can't but that's track their all... brand. That's why we call them the fucking Golden Young Bullet Buck Brothers Club. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like Jesus fucking Christ. You're right. Yeah, the... <laughs> I agree with you. It's a little much. I just think. Like fucking, you know what I mean? It's like the goddamn genders these days. I'm like, I can't keep them straight anymore. I'm happy to call you whatever you want, but you better not expect me to remember it now because I have too many. Yeah. <laughs> say, I'm just going to say, hey, friend, and that's all. You're yeah. going to get a hey, friend. Like, oh, it's those guys. Remember, they're all friends from Japan. Fucking yeah. <laughs> but it's just the weakest uh, way to say, uh, my, my friend is in peril, so I'm going to send a highlight package. Like, yeah, it is the weirdest thing. What the fuck? Be I there. Also, like, I also, again, if this were real life, like, again, in real life, we're not pitting five on five in a fucking, you know, blank, but yeah. one team's down a member. Oh, no, the other team's got to find another member. Oh, well, it just so happens the other team's down a member now, too, or doesn't have a four. Like, we'll just make it a fucking four on four. Why do we have yeah, to pack in a bushy in here for no reason? Right. I yeah, I agree with that. I think if we're being honest though, I think the whole plan was a bushy. Right. And then Brian Danielson was yeah. going to be healthy, right? Yeah. Well, we already paid for a bushy, so we've got to get him on here now. So, yeah, right. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so here's how you do it. AEW and Tony, I know you're watching, so thank you so much and uh, take some notes. This is how you fucking do that well, segment. Jeffrey Seal says Abushi wasn't going to Saskatchewan. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Right. I mean, maybe, but isn't that a hometown of one of these fucking Canadians? Yeah, or, you well, know, I mean, I don't know. Stay at the house of Saska, Kenny Omega or whatever. Saskanooga or something like that. I don't know. America's hat. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so here's how you do this segment, Tony. Again, thank you so much for watching. Uh, take some notes. Uh, implement it next time. Yeah. So We're you have Don. If you need. I mean, hundred percent do that, but I get it. You don't want to look too needy. I'm understanding of that, you know, uh, but I can do things behind closed doors. Just saying anyhow, but this is how you do that fucking segment. Don Callis comes out with his box fan, right? And he says, yeah, whatever, you know, and then Don Callis goes just like how he did. Kenny Omega is a coward and a punk or whatever. Yeah. Kenny Omega walks Scum out. sucking dog. Right? Yeah. And yeah. Kenny Omega walks out and is like this piece of shit. You, Don Callis, I'm going to beat your ass. Gets into the ring, okay? Gets yep. into the ring, grabs Don Callis by his jacket or whatever suit, right? Yeah, right. Grabs him, puts him in the corner. That's then where the entire Blackpool Combat Club, except for Danielson, I understand that. We'll, we'll excuse that. But they all come in there, Yuda right. and Claudio. Then they corner... Uh, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega is punching him in the face, punching him in the face, throwing over there, all that stuff. Then he's standing tall, like, okay, God dang. And then here comes Pac, debuts in the ring. You could even do the blackout, blackout, but I would just have him run yeah. through the crowd and then standing behind him. I think that's better. If you're not supernatural, I don't like the lights out thing. So right. what I would have done is had his had him facing this way, right? Had him looking this way. And then Pac comes from the crowd over here, gets behind him, stands there. Kenny Omega's like, all right, I finally got him. Turns around, boom, gets a DDT or whatever. Right. Then they all come back into the ring. I like that. Hangman, Hangman and the Young Bucks run down. They're coming. All right, we're going to fight these, these guys away. So they're punching, kicking all that stuff. And then you have Abushi's music fucking hit. Because the people who love Abushi are going to know his music, right? right. Just like, just like, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, angry grandpa. Who is that? Oh my god, I'm 
blanking on his name. He just took on Eddie uh, Kingston. Uh, no, oh, angry grandpa. Um, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we met him. Anyhow, yeah, that guy. Uh, he has uh, he has iconic music, right? Suzuki. Um, yes, Minoru Suzuki. Suzuki. Yes. There it is. He has iconic music to people who love him, right? So I imagine Abushi does too. So then you have Abushi's music hit. Then he walks out. You can even have him just stand there and like, I'm going to kill all these motherfuckers just to get that shot. Runs down, clears the ring. They all hug. And then Kenny Omega does, this is the golden elite. And then you do good night, bang, fade to black. That's your fucking episode. God bless it. It's not fucking hard. I like that. Not fucking hard to do if it. You, you know, if you put some clothes on and think straight for a second, you would probably come to these conclusions. Oh, if all these women had blood circulating through their body instead of being fucking frozen in Canada wearing no clothes. Yeah, I know you may be a bit distracted over there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you might need to focus a little bit, you know? And maybe, you know, share with friends. Right. Right. I like that. If idea. it's snowing, give everyone a coat. If it's snowing, let everyone grab a sled you know what i'm saying yeah right exactly everyone gets a snow tube right 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 what are we even talking all right let's just end it let's not even yeah we want to do cocaine yeah we want to do cocaine (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's an episode time all right we are gonna get out of here Uh, wow all right so that's all we have for this week's episode, it's been a blast. We love having you in the chat. Please, yes. please, please. Table show at gmail.com. I can't stress enough. Send me a video clip. Send me in uh, an email, you know, a, a MP3. Send me an email, something saying something about nice about the Spanish Downs table in 10 years. And then give us a wrestling topic that we should discuss, right? Ask us, you know, if you want to know who our favorite wrestler is, ask us that. If you want to ask us to fake build a storyline, ask us that, right? Ask us something wrestling related so we keep it wrestling. Uh, in two weeks' time, man, we're running out of time. Uh, so until that time, we'll come back next week before that and have another episode. But between now and then, let's some clothes on. The Spanish announce table.